for you, I guess you moved on really easily You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world Good for you, I guess that you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you, she really helped Now you can be a better man for your brand new girl Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 257. Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement. Jeeves is back after a little week off. So, Jeeves, man, how you doing? I'm doing good. Trying to stay out of this heat as much as possible. Okay. It is hotter than Hades out there, but <laughs> we're doing good. Um, if you want to find me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeeves1988. All right, Jeeves, as we were talking before off-camera or off-podcast recording... Went to a, you, you've been to a couple concerts now, so I have. You say you're avoiding the heat, but you seem to be going out into it a little bit. It must be cooler <laughs> at the it's, evening. It's not. It's not as bad once the like once the sun goes down. Okay. So it's not bad, but during the day when you're in a pants and a black polo, it's it, get, it gets kind of hot out there when you got to work. So <laughs> fair enough, Jeeves. Fair enough. All right. Also, it's his birthday week. Less than, I guess, what, this upcoming Sunday will be Duvall's 32nd birthday. So, of course, we had to have him on. Duvall, man, how, what you been up to? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man, and thanks for the birthday shout-out. Um, you know, Jeeves, I'm kind of opposite of you as far as heat, man. And, Jacob, <laughs> as you know, man, I got a half marathon at the end of the year, and then, of course, I'm always running. So, I kind of have gotten to that point where I just embrace the heat. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, can't it's nothing like um, having a cold beer, as you all love, after a nice run. Oh, yeah. Because um, they hit a little different than just like chilling beers versus yes. after a workout beer. But uh, if you're looking for me, it's Rod versus Duvall on Twitter, just Duvall on Instagram. See, and that's a whole nother like side podcast conversation is ranking your top drinks. You know, your workout, your vacation drink. Your post whatever yard work drink, you know, bachelor bachelorette party drink, all that kind of stuff. You could rank those because I tell you, yeah, after doing, we I mowed the grass on Sunday and cleaned up some of the yard, and it looked like I jumped in a swimming pool. It was so hot out there, man. But that that beer afterwards, you hit me up because you were drinking as well. It was it hit the spot. It goes down a little too fast. And, and I'll tell you to kind of add to that, like I kind of got my dad onto that. I was like, man, Jacob has put me onto this like post workout beers. <laughs> and plus, you know, the workout group I do, we have beers from time to time. So now, when I run out, when I work out with my dad on Sundays, we always have a post beer. He's like, man, these hit a whole lot different. And you take you a good shower, and I'm like, listen, yep. I give all the credit to Jacob. <laughs> and he's like, he was just like, hey, man, these are perfect. That's it. And I'll tell you, the next level, if you see him, Bud Light oranges. To me, they're like an adult really? Gatorade because it's like if you like the orange Gatorades, to yes. me it's like having an adult Gatorade because you crack one of those afterwards and it's literally like an orange Gatorade, but you got that adult flavor with it with a little bit of bite of alcohol. It's my favorite post, yep. you know, exercise sweating beer because it just hits the spot. So if you grab you a 12 pack of those next time you post workout, I'll tell you, you'll be like, oh, okay, this is it. Okay, we'll do. And did you give your handles if you need to be found, Duvall? Yeah, yeah. Rod versus Duvall on Twitter. Just Duvall on Instagram. All right. And for me, it's Gerald Nation on Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook. And then, you can, of course, find the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. 
And then, and then coming up, football season, YouTube as well. They see me rolling. I'll have our Panther Games reactions. It's got our Beerios right in time. It kind of – the Beerios we're releasing now, it worked out good for Duvall. Spoiler alert, it's his win – that untied G's for 20 wins in N64. I, I, I watched it today so at work. We recorded that. Jerry Ann is still pregnant in the background of some of those, but it's funny how it all worked out. We released it the week that it's Duvall's birthday of one of his victories there. So watch the Beerio carts, brew reviews. We've got a couple of those we've been able to get out and about now that Jerry Ann can drink again and all that good stuff. So subscribe to that. And then our, uh, our taste test videos. I found a pumpkin spice seltzer. At Total Wine, they had it, and it's always that smash. I can't remember the the smash yard or whoever it is that makes the. They've made a pumpkin beer in the past. I've never seen the seltzer, so we'll grab that and maybe do a little video coming up here shortly as well. So, but for our guest tonight, a young lady that I knew in college, probably like after the first week, I started uh, pledging KDR. Introduce yourself. Always been a close friend. Obviously, with social media, the positive is you stay in touch with people regardless of where you live, when you move out of Greensboro or whatever. And now that we're doing the podcast via Zoom a lot, I figured why not have her on. So, Melody, how you doing? How you been? I'm doing good. I'm a little nervous about this pumpkin spice seltzer you're talking about. <laughs> I just told someone today it was too early that as hot as it is, we were talking about heat. Yeah. It's too early for that talk. I want to embrace summer as long as I can. So, trying I, to do that. I feel you on that. But my, my theory is I have to at least buy it now because by the time I'm ready for pumpkin beer, it's already yeah. Christmas beer and it's all out and then I don't have any in my fridge. So I feel you, it does feel awkward buying pumpkin-flavored beer and things when it's 98 degrees outside. But before we know it, before Halloween, it's it's uh, Christmas stuff and then you're like, oh, I missed the whole season. So I understand that, though. Uh, that's true. So, I learned that with studio, how you – have everything a season before. <laughs> so, Melody, just catch us up. Give us a little background of yourself, and then we'll just figure out, talk about what you're doing these days. So, as Jacob said, I went to UNCG. Um, I stayed an extra year because of wonderful people like him. I just couldn't <laughs> go away. Um, and graduated in 2010. I guess I moved to High Point in 2012. Bought okay. my first house here. And was working for a healthcare company. And probably 2015, I decided I wanted to open my own pure bar studio. Okay. So pursued that. It um, took a lot of work because High Point wasn't the ideal place that our corporate saw would um, sustain a studio. Uh, I got married in that time. Had a baby over the past few years. Got a divorce this year. So been through a lot. Um, but really, I feel like I'm at my best emotionally, spiritually, and um, living my truth. That's been my big okay. thing over the past, I'd say, three years. It's a journey and finding that light in your life. So you brought up the divorce. We can touch on it later and get the journey because I know you've been very active. You kind of disappeared on social media a little bit. Then now you've been yeah. back on Twitter, active, we're tweeting back and forth and all that stuff. So we'll get all to that. So, But first I want to jump in on the, the Pure Bar A and tell – because I was always – obviously seeing your posts years ago when you started it via Instagram and all that, what was that process like and what kind of brought you to, to fruition? And like, hey, I actually want to start my own studio. 
um, well, first off, we need to do a podcast and get you in there and record the class. All hey, of you. we listen. We've hey, we we, we have done There's dance videos. Yes, too, so. yeah, we've done <laughs> dance is, videos. We've done I've other stuff. Heard. Yeah, we'll get yeah. Break it down so then we know when we get to have Jeeves come up there with us to High Point to do one, he'll at least know what he's in for. Yeah, it's a bar based using a ballet bar um, based exercise using isometric movements. Um, okay. So small, tiny movements, so kind of the opposite of cross that, um, but it's still high intensity workout. It was developed for women. Men do it. Lots of NFL players actually do it as a team, but it is targeting those muscle groups that women struggle with. So your arms, abs your seat and your thighs um, and working on toning and straightening, lengthening those mu- muscles versus bulking them up. Okay. Okay. So what got you, obviously you had to just start in it. it. How did you, I guess what there's so, I feel like now we're in like the, with, you know, you got Pure Bar A, you got Burn Boot Camp, you got Duvall's got his thing, he does. There's so many different niche groups that you can do to work okay. out. How did you kind of find this and decide this was what I wanted to stick with? Well, I believe it was around the 200th studio, somewhere around there, opened in Greensboro. And I started taking classes, and I immediately, I loved it. Um, on the journey, wasn't long I've been on ADHD medicine, anxiety medicine for years, and that journey of finding my health and really working out, more than just walking, walking is nothing I have to do every day. Yeah. But it really changed me. I went off all medicines, and that was my medicine. Okay. Um, and I was really passionate and active in the city of High Point, and we've been experiencing growth here, um, really innovation, big, as you know, the university. But getting those students to stay around after has yeah. been a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're, you know, have you ever been there? It's like Disney World. The campus yes. is amazing. Oh, the campus so is, is wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I felt I just had in my heart this was my way of something I could provide to the community make a difference and make an impact and sustain the studio. Um, of course, I never expected COVID to happen. <laughs> and I'm still not really certain about the future of the fitness industry. I'm sure while you know, it's hard mm-hmm. someday to know um, what's going to happen the next day. But uh, I really wanted to bring that to other women and women in my community and also have that impact of, okay, I'm making a difference, not just talking about the difference or what we're wanting to do. Um, I'd say it's been a big struggle since I'm part of a franchise because the community doesn't necessarily look at my business as a small female-owned business, which it is, uh, because I report to a bigger brand. Yeah. And I do have some regrets sometimes of why didn't I just do this on my own? But the support that I've gotten over the years through corporate, I'd say, has been worth it the majority of the time. So, that, so I'll go ahead, Duval. My bad. No, you're good. I was just going to say, you know, you, you mentioned COVID and you kind of just mentioned kind of the difficulties and the challenges of one, you know, even though it is a, a corporation, but it is still just kind of your baby, you know, that you kind of just operate in high point. What's been kind of like the, the challenges that you kind of had to face over the past year, year and a half? And, you know, what are some of the kind of like with those challenges, with those negatives, I guess, so to speak, what kind of positives came out of that and, you know, kind of the things that you kind of look forward to going forward? So um, I'd say the biggest challenge was, well, really making the decision myself to close the studio at the beginning of before the shutdowns happened. And that was one where I 
started living, I think I did a long Facebook post to my clients and community about do the next right thing and what was the next right thing that I could do. And I decided to close my doors. And I think it was about a week and a half before North Carolina would have made me close the doors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the first very hard decision. And in that, I said, give us a few days to figure out what the plan is. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear immediately that this wasn't going to be a short-term closure like I thought. So it was really adjusting that business model. And can we even go into the studio? Are we allowed? Do we have to have some type of pass? Um, but then I would go into the studio with two of my teachers and we would live stream those classes to clients. And um, they were very supportive, I'll say, through the majority of it, keeping the majority of our clients while being closed, which was surprised big surprise for me. Um, I'd say one of the biggest challenges was then another one when this is all kind of started leveling out, it's just everywhere, you know, and we're all itching to get back to normal and then getting that normal opening the studio wearing masks. That was a huge challenge. Um, just getting people to try it was the challenge. Even for <laughs> myself as a teacher, I'm up there on a mic every body makes fun of me all my teachers could minus or plus the volume and all my teachers have to minus it for minus plus eight like we know melody just talks i naturally have a quiet voice so i have this mask on and it was a big adjustment um really just getting those people to try it and like i said even myself i was reluctant to try working out the mask um and really what it changed for me and how i got clients to try classes or give it a chance was well part of your bar and any exercise is finding that mind body connection with yourself and really focus on your breathing that's what got you through any exercise and i was like so that mask is just there to help you find that and i'm looking forward to what comes next we're facing kind of the same position again right now it's a little scary uh, now masks have been reinforced and uh, just creating our new normal of what that's going to look like going into the fall this time. Cause we were fortunate enough. We could have some outdoor classes when it happened over the summer last year, but trying to navigate that, um, the university just got back this week. So that's what I'm most excited about. People just, they aren't canceling their memberships. They just aren't coming in. <laughs> and that's hard to have that energy in small classes with two people. So. Yeah. So Duval's in, Jeeves is in. We'll definitely have to try to set up a video oh, yeah. to go up yeah. there and do this. Yeah, you have to go back. We went with Whitley a couple years ago, and we did one of her dance classes up there in Mint Hill and recorded ourselves oh. trying to learn a dance in about an hour, two hours. That was some of our like very first YouTube content we did to start doing stuff out of the box. So we'll definitely have to put that on the calendar, be it outside, be it inside, whatever, and we'll try to make that happen. But all right, so you the challenges – so do you feel like, are you better prepared coming up? Like, have you started maybe thinking about some outside classes of where to do them? Or... Yes. We're doing pop-ups at, like, breweries. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That big and attracting people. Uh, I really feel like the hardest part right now for me trying to navigate is there doesn't look like there's any more PPP, to be honest. Yeah. And that's what kept my business afloat. Yeah. Um, and so I know I have some tough decisions coming up of just being able to stay open. Yeah. I, in my head, what I'm creatively working on is what does it look like if I can't stay open? What else can I continue to do to 
bringing bar to the community, maybe not pure bar, yeah. and keep having those glasses out somewhere else or a different location. So you, you've already had that. Do you, do you feel like you can make it through? Or does it, does it, not trying to get too down in the dark here, but it does a scare, that's a scary thing to think about that. Like you said, your, your baby, your business, it could potentially be affected big time in this upcoming, however this next wave is going to take form, you know? And I appreciate the question because most people, I feel like even my clients, they're too scared to ask. And they say, <laughs> like my client, my teachers, I had 12 instructors. I have like five right now. People don't want to work. So there's yeah. lots of that. There's and I've gotten really comfortable telling people where I am emotionally and spiritually, totally mentally, it's great. I will take on a financial toll to keep that, to keep my physical, mental, emotional health. And I think that's the decision. That's where it's going to have to happen. And it is going to be fast. And the next month I'm going to have that hard decision to make. But for my own peace of mind, I would take on the financial burden to just stay healthy because that's the point of it anyway. (laughs) All right. So, so, so to, to uh, sorry, sorry, my bad. Jacob. You're good, man. You're um, good. Just to kind of add to that, I know you spoke to earlier, kind of just not saying you have a lot of regrets, but just the regret of maybe I could have done this on my own. Do you think that because of what's going on, without giving any details or anything like that, is there is there a thought in your mind saying to yourself, you know what, maybe this is the time for me to kind of jump out here? I kind of have an idea of how things go. Should I maybe branch and go and do my own thing, have everything just strictly outside to kind of still bring that revenue in? Or is it kind of just I'm still going to wait and see, and then maybe two, three years down the road, I can make that decision to kind of jump out there on my own? I think I'm getting closer to that jumping out there on my own. Yeah. Okay. The person I was when I went through those interviews, I remember my sister, she was my investor. She kept asking, so why can't you do this on your own? Yeah. Well, there's so many parts of it. We have a kinesiologist that tells us about the muscle groups. I don't know all this training that we need. Um, fortunately, now I feel like I have it. And um, I'll give you a really honest example of our corporate was bought by Exponential Fitness a few years ago. And things changed. And I really tried to embrace that change. I've always said you can tell a lot about a person by how gracefully they accept change. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tried really hard to go to do the new software, do the new everything. I mean, we've embraced it. There is a local candle company here, High Point Candle. Jacob, I think you saw I partnered with them. It's a female who just started this business right before COVID. My team, we went on a team outing there and we made our own sense. And I had been having her through COVID continue to make candles for my house. I was like, well, I'm going to get some of the Pure Bar High Point logo and sell them in my studio. She did so lotion. And I was like, this also helps out another female small business owner that can't have these candle making party yeah. parties right now. Yeah. 15 minutes before we started this webinar, I got a cease and desist order from my corporate that I didn't get their approval to put my logo uh. on the project one in the studio. So it's little things like that, just the culture and community has changed. Yeah. But I still have that community here. Yeah. And those symbols represent more than, oh, there's a logo on a jar yeah. in my studio. You know, it, it means something my clients. They see what two female business owners did trying to help each other out, and that's the community I want to continue to have. And so 
I tried not to let myself focus on it. Yeah. I, was like, I think it's time for me to go yeah. back with a little honesty. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. What I'm trying to do. And also, I don't think it's the proper way just to communicate with someone that we're the face of your organization. So you're just not going to reach out and ask me the story behind these. You're going to send me a cease and desist order. So there's lots of factors and things change and I've changed. And so I think I'm ready for that growth and next step. And they're making money off of them because I make, if I sell them, they're making money. So <laughs> that's the hard part for me. Is, okay, I don't really, what really is wrong with this? Yeah. Well, I, I do appreciate you being honest because we've had people before where Duvall's asked a question or I've asked a question and they kind of eat the question and they don't want to answer it. So I do appreciate opening it up. And I do, it kind of feels like it's a little bit of therapeutic for you as well to finally yeah. be able to talk to somebody who will take the honesty. We're all about honesty, you know, tough to hear, right to hear, whatever. So yeah. it's, I appreciate that. So we got that. We kind of, I guess we kind of know where it's going on that aspect. We'll let you keep, we'll admire your journey from the Instagram on the back, but let's go more as you talked about getting better spiritually, mentally, emotionally. You got married. Again, I saw that through Instagram. You had a kid, and then you kind of disappeared and got quiet. Real life must have happened, and then popped up, and you had gotten a divorce. And then I know going through as a single mother, we can talk about that You know, on the backside too. That's got to be tough. I, I think every day when I have to... When I take my one kid everywhere, I think, man, doing this by myself, even if you've got a co-parent living somewhere else, it's tough. It's a tough thing to do. But how did that kind of, with, with life and trying to get back, to, like you said, your peace of mind, when everything and how social media can make everything look, you can sugarcoat a lot of stuff. Just talk about kind of your journey there in that aspect of you had your business, like you said, everything was going good, but then obviously personal life, not everything aligns at once. So how did that all kind of get, you know? I, I think I was trying to make it align at once. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And I really appreciate the fact you said you noticed I disappeared on Instagram. I think it's a great analogy. I tell everyone of darkness, that when our lives have darkness, it's lies, it's alcoholism, addiction, any of those things, they only thrive in the darkness. Yeah. And I can hold your hand through anything as long as it's the truth because then it's going to light the path. Yeah. Um, that's what happened to me. I was living a lot in darkness. And um, I mean, same as you weren't seeing me there, people weren't seeing me at my studio during that point in time. It was, and people didn't actually know. Yeah. I just felt like I was carrying this weight. Yeah. And, um, you know, Matt and I Matt, were great co parents. We always, even before our wedding, went into it of, we don't have that, like, true love, like, in love with each other thing. So, we just thought we were doing what was next in life, what yeah. we were supposed to be doing. Yeah. And um, I had, like, those pulls at my heart, those God moments of where I knew I wasn't doing what was in my heart. Hmm. And I really look at Emerson as my biggest blessing, because yeah. I don't think... Um, you know, I probably wouldn't have had more kids without him, but I think it was God's way of saying, okay, I'm going to show you and you're going to start listening to me. Because if you won't listen to me for yourself, <laughs> you will for this little boy. <laughs> and, um, and I did. And and it was hard. I mean, I still remember conversations with family and friends. Of, you don't actually want a divorce. Think about all that you'll have to go through and the struggle will be or just trying to make ends meet. I told my sister just the past weekend, I said, do you remember asking me 
I would rather be rich, well-off, and unhappy, or if mm-hmm. I'd rather be happy and poor. And mm-hmm. she was like, you don't want a divorce. She was saying it over and over, and I was crying. I had this six-month-old baby. I said, I'm so glad that I chose this route because that equals nothing yeah. in life compared to you know, your mental stability. So um, I, Matt wouldn't, I don't think he'd mind sharing this. He had some struggles with alcohol. And before, um, before he went and got help, I'd started going to Al-Anon. And I really think that changed my life. And I always swear I could do a whole podcast probably on it. If all of us use the 12 step program, we would all be living in a better world. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's how Al Anon is focused on the 12 steps, the same 12 steps of um, alcohol. You can you really use that first step of being powerless over alcohol, being powerless over anything? Because we are. Um, it's just a matter of admitting that and then walking that journey of, um, you know, walking it over and over, having to make amends and always remembering that ourself it's really the biggest one we have to make amends with but it's hard because it's hard not to have guilt and it's hard not to have regrets and we're hard on ourselves naturally so that's where I credit that light bringing it into my life and it was while he was in a recovery center going back that darkness the last day I was sitting with one of the counselors I did the five-day family program we could do and she I said I don't know if I can make this work I'm trying to don't know if he's in it. We don't have that true love thing there. Yeah. I was saying it again. And she said, take Matt out of the picture. And she said, everything the rest of your life, remember, lies, addiction, alcoholism, adultery, and all thrives in the darkness. She said, you can't hold someone's hand and walk a path in the darkness. She was like, but give me the truth. No matter what the truth is, the truth's going to hurt sometimes. And I will hold your hand and I'll walk that path because you'll show me the light. And I really have, a lot of times I have to realign my life and remind myself of that. Um, and a lot of times it's the people around me aren't living their lives like that. And it's just having to focus, bring it back, the tension, that healthy selfish of just focus on myself and not being so judgmental. But I feel like that's where I've gotten to this place where mentally, emotionally and spiritually, I can say I'm the best I've ever been. Yeah. So, I know that had to be tough, you know. As we all think, cheers. Yeah. I mean, growing up in the South and kind of going through, like, oh, a divorce or whatever, like, we kind of, like you say, you grow up in that era of, like, no, you shouldn't do it. You got to try to stick together for the best of this and this and this. But to be able to take that step and realize what's best for you and your mental and your son and even your your ex's mental and his future, I think is a bigger you know, a bigger statement and a bigger step than just trying to make something fit in, fit in a square peg in a round hole. You know what I mean? So that to me overall, it seems like you've, you know, from afar and social media, and I know social media can be such a facade at sometimes, you seem like at least you're, you're in a better place and you're getting, you know, feeling better and doing things better. So, I mean, applaud you for making that step. Because making the cha- change is, as you brought it earlier, is how people take it is a, a side of their character. But also just making that change is a tough mm-hmm, bet yeah. for anybody. Step whether it be working out, eating healthy, a relationship, you know, whatever it may be. That's that's usually the the big first step, and it's tough to do. And that yeah. first step's always the toughest one to make. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll say I was doing, I was living life all wrong. You know, Alexis Kennedy, she came here in October. Yeah. Her, Allie and Kenzie, they actually all came at the drop of you know a call of like, I have all these boxes. I don't know what to do. 
And we were sitting one night, and Alexa said, Melody, you are the happiest I've ever seen you. She yeah. said, I know this week is a mess. She said, but your whole life, you've been trying to do what makes other people happy. She yeah, said, actually, yeah. you've been it worse. You've been trying to do what you think makes other people happy. Yeah. And she was like, when we all just wanted you to be happy and do what you want and look at you now. And, um, you know, my parents were 80 and 82. I think you might have seen them or met them at some yeah. point. And it was really hard sitting down to Southern Baptists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have this what's old baby like <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah, think but... what do you think you you sat down and talked to your 80 year old southern baptist parents about a divorce would that was that tougher you think than if you would have told them that you were pregnant at like 16 and not married that's a tough question that yeah. is that is a tough question <laughs> Because they're both tough. Yes. Like, you're like, yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't never want to have them conversations. I, but, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, like, to me, I guess the 16 to me year old would have been tougher because, like, think about just mm-hmm. how immature everybody at at, at, at that 16 age. Was. At 16. Imagine you at 16 I, yeah. with a kid. I always, yeah. like, I flip, I flip on that, like, you know, every now and then I, my uh, guilty pleasure was, like, the 16 and pregnant and teen mom stuff until oh, yeah. they all started making tons of money and their kids were 8 years old and they're 28 now. I was like, that's not teen mom anymore. They're just living regular life. But yeah. I just sat there. I remember watching that and being like, I, you know, they're like, oh, I got to go have a geometry test. And their kid's crying and thinking, there's no way being in high school and having to, even though I'd be a male in the situation, like having to try to think about, I got my part-time job at, you know, Duval, you worked at Cookout. I worked up at the mall at a spot, yep. like yep. making seven twenty-five, seven fifteen an hour, trying to think about half of that is going to the gas in your car. The other half's diapers and formula and food. Like, I, you know, yeah. so at least, I feel like at least then maybe at 80 and, and knowing, okay, at least she's, Got a career, got another side job. The baby's healthy, you know. Might have taken the sting off of it a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think the sixteen-year-old might have been harder. And by the time I told my parents, um, they, I feel like they had relief. My mom's focus. My dad has a rare form of Parkinson's, so her focus uh, has to be with them. And, yeah. Um, and I've always been a really private person, so they didn't know tons. But my mom's also been a used the man's right. My brother-in-law's in the family, and my brother—they're always right. Oh, Doesn't wow. matter. Yeah, that's it. A... She's always right too. <laughs> <laughs> but telling um, them, she went. We were going to the same hairdresser at the time, and right after I'd set them down, my hairdresser asked her, "So, how much do you know?" And she was like, "I'm not." He was like, "Well, how much do you want to know? Ready to, you know, talk about it?" She said, "I don't. I trust myself because I trust how I raise my children." Oh. And she said, my focus has to be on Tommy now. And I spent 18 years on each of them, raising them. And I yeah. have to trust that whatever path they're on, that's the right path for them. And, you know, I want to be like that. When I'm 80 years old, I want to yeah. be like, I trust how I raised Emerson. And I didn't helicopter parent until yeah. he was 30 years old that <laughs> his decisions are his decisions. So. That's, that's, I so, think that's wisdom right there, right? Like, yeah. that's just that's an immense amount of wisdom from an 80-year-old that's lived in for a long time. So. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I was just gonna say, it, it, when you sit back and you reflect, 
do you think that there were signs that maybe your mom may have noticed or other people in your family noticed that you weren't necessarily in the happiest state so that then when you went and let them know, did they ever come back and say, hey, listen, there was a time where I could kind of tell I just didn't want to say anything because of family and I want you to kind of live your own life. Was there ever a situation where a cousin, sister, brother, mother pull you to the side and say, hey, listen, I saw that. I just didn't say anything. Um, well, you said cousin, and I do remember my cousin the one, but to all the craziest part is a month before my wedding, I was at home, and I was standing in our sunroom, and my mom turned to me, and she said, Melody, are you not in love with Matt? And I burst into tears. Oh, wow. And I never answered. Oh. And so I think from that, I felt like everybody could see through me. And yeah. um, it was my cousin, Mary, and we are you know how you can just come back together after not seeing each other a while and yeah. be on the same team. She's one of those people. And last fall when she came for a drive-by little birthday party for Emerson, she said it too. She was like, I always knew. And I was like, well, I remember you hugging me at my wedding and you said, just let him love you. She said, I thought you were talking about God. I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, honestly, it was great. She was like, because I could just see that you were miserable. She was like, and he was too. And, you know, we do have a good friendship. Yeah. Um, but that's not what, you know, that's a foundation and a big part of a marriage. But yeah. that's not the only thing, you know, you have to have the other special pieces. So. Yeah, I feel like, Duvall, you bring up a good point. Like, mothers always know, right? Like, yeah. my like it's wild. Like, if I go over because I'm tired from work or something, we go to my parents' house and I'm just kind of like laying on the couch, not talking a lot because I'm just decompressing, right? My mom will, like, text me and be like, is everything all right? And I'll just be like, yeah, I'm just tired. But it's wild. I mean, yeah. even, you can go back even further. I remember, like, before Gerriana, and I was dating girls in high school and stuff, and then when we'd break up, my mom would be like, well, I knew you wasn't happy, but, like, they just, it's wild. And I guess now, yeah. is, you know, Melly, you're a mom, and even as a dad, you can tell, like, our kids aren't obviously old enough to date. And your kid's, what, two, three yeah, and mine's, you know, about to be four, and then I got a two-month-old, so that's nowhere near it. But you know your kid the best, in a sense, right? Like, you know kind of what's, oh, how they're going to react to this situation. Sometimes they surprise you, but it is just wild, that parent's intuition, that you really don't know until you maybe, you have one and kind of see it. But, yeah, it's, that's, that's a wild look-back story there that, you know, a couple months before, because, and I, I'm just, I, I just surprised you admitted it, because it takes a lot to admit that out, that you kind of yeah. have to reflect on it as well. So do you think what what have you kind of learned from this and ha are going to take forward to maybe possibly any any relationship in the future or maybe pass down to your your son someday when he's of the age of, you know, learning about this stuff? I think the biggest thing for me that I've learned is about integrity and it's not um I think a lot of times we confuse honesty with integrity where honesty is a characteristic of a person that has integrity and integrity is a way you live. So it's really integrating what's in your heart and your life. Um, and a big thing for me, I was seeing a counselor um, not long ago and she was talking to two of us and she said, Melody, you are all heart. And so a big thing and lesson I've learned is keeping your heart and your head a lot. And I did a poll on Twitter the other week. Because, <laughs> you know, I've read that if you've, follow your heart, you're less likely to have regrets, but you're more likely if you follow your head to have more tangible success. To me, it's about keeping those two in line. 
and in balance. And um, that's a hard task. And I think a lot of that comes from keeping that integrity and realizing what it is. And no one really knows what's in your heart. So it's on you to live, you know, live a life with integrity. Yeah, that's, I mean, I saw that poll and that is a wild, like you said, trying to keep both of those in line and trying to, you know, make sure you're, you're keeping yourself in check and not living too far from one or the other. So, all right. So work hand in hand. Exactly. So let's get to happier things. Now that you've, you mentioned way before how you're back, kind of getting everything back in line, mind, spirit, body, what kind of, what steps besides do, you know, doing more of the bar classes have you taken to keep to get back on track you mentioned you know the counselor but what else um well i had met it was a total bad thing and i met someone in the fall um, and it was the real thing something i didn't know the only thing i can compare it to is the love i have for emerson yeah. i didn't know that's how it was supposed to feel like okay almost. And, um i think the biggest thing is remembering that integrity and remembering who i was through it yeah. Things got a little messy as, um, you know, I made a promise to myself I wasn't going to see anybody until after my divorce was filed. He had made the same promise. And his kept getting dragged out. Uh. Make the decision of how deep I wanted to get pulled into something that didn't involve me uh. and remember who I was. And, um, and it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made in my life. And, seen me make a lot of hard decisions but i'll say it was i'd say it was the hardest decision i made in my life to really let now you said get on happier things but it is happy because it's <laughs> really testing that of like letting something go um especially it's out of our control and i found myself getting back on that well, what will please other people or what makes other people happy and when i found myself getting back on that train i was losing those pieces of myself that i was so proud that i had that you know, sometimes part of being having integrity is you're going to harm yourself or you're going to harm others, but you live in the truth. You're being honest, and um, that's what I had to do. So I'd say that's one thing. It's really important for me, Emerson, to show him what a partnership is. I've told friends of mine whenever, God forbid, if he ever has to choose between me and his wife one day, I want him to choose his wife. Yeah. Um, because that's life you know having a partner and having someone like that and what my mom did it wasn't that she wasn't choosing me but this is my focus and i have to trust how i raise melody and so i want to remember that and i i think i've done a good job for the most part i have emotional outbursts especially as y'all know like all women where i have to remind myself not to regret it but i'm enough even that crazy as you probably see back in college but um, you know, trying not to be so hard on myself. That's we're all too hard on ourselves. That's I mean, you you went through the ringer there from a from a divorce to then getting back into entanglements that someone else's entanglement extending on. I mean, that's a you got yourself a Hallmark movie, an HBO special. You got all kinds of special right? stuff going on over here. So. <laughs> But so, what are you gonna do now, and like from here on out, like to keep yourself, to keep that integrity, or to keep your spirits up, you know, per se. Well, I have little things they might sound like silly little things that when I stop doing them daily, I really see the effects. So one is just reading my like Al-Anon 
books every day, or okay. you'll see me post on Twitter just my daily devotionals. Um, so what is, wait, let me stop you. What is, if, for people who don't know, what is Al-Anon? Um, so it is for friends and family members of alcoholics. Okay. Um, really anyone, everybody, we all know an alcoholic. Yeah, And so absolutely. anybody can come. And uh, when I first went, I think I kind of thought, okay, this is going to be like a bashing, like you're alcoholic. Um, it really isn't. I heard an alcoholic one time in the meeting say that he goes to... AA for his relationship with um, other people, and he goes to Al-Anon for his relationship with himself. Okay. And so it really is a, I'd say, a spiritual journey, um, focusing on the best version of yourself, because lots of people in those situations, we become codependent, and that codependency becomes a worse sickness than the alcohol, and we obsess over it, and trying to change people, trying to help people, and just harming ourselves in the journey. So it really is um, it's a program for anybody, but okay. specifically for families and friends about college. So that's just like a devotion where you kind of open and look it up and it helps you kind of gather your mind and thoughts and all that good stuff. Yeah, they have several um, little daily books and there's two okay. that I read each day. Um, and then going to church, that's a big one for me. I got off that train for a while. You know, I grew up where it was like Sunday morning. It's like, gosh, dragging me like <laughs> have to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then after having Emerson, I Wanted to be, you know, him to have that, even if in a few years he's going to be like, Mom, I don't want to go. It's important to me. And so being actively involved there and building and maintaining friendships, um, I think that's important, those quality friendships. What's been the toughest thing now being like a single mom that you didn't think was going to be as hard? Um. Well, recently, I'd say co-parenting. Yeah. <laughs> um, not because we aren't good co-parents together, but for 23 months, I'd never been a night away from my son. Oh, I'd never yeah. been more than a few hours away. Yeah. And realizing, once you get lawyers involved, of, okay, he needs both of y'all. Yeah. And he needs two homes. And um, a, I really wanted to be selfish. <laughs> and, and, um, that's what kids, they teach us how not to be. And yeah. um, I needed his dad. I'd say that's been the hardest thing is nights like this, like when we get off the podcast, when I don't have him here. And um, and learning to trust, you know, just his dad. Of He has him on his own, and he is. He stepped it up. He's a great father. And um, But, you know, I even have those feelings. Sometimes I get jealous. And yeah. I want to be there, especially at two. I looked at him the other day, and I was like, it's just not fair. He's too young to have two homes. But... <laughs> But he seems to like it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That is that is a wild, like you said, the co-parenting thing is just dropping them off and figuring out. Like you said, you go so long, especially during COVID, where it was like we went so long with them by our sides, working in the home or whatever, and then going back to trusting somebody else, be it via daycare, via whatever, it, it is a tough little, oh, wait, drop you off. And I know for you, it's got to be even a little, even though it's his father, a little scarier just because... You're not used to it, you know, so. Yeah. Well, and think about potty training with co-parenting. It's, like, oh. impossible right now. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. We've got to, you know, ours is almost four, and it seems like he's, I keep having to remind myself, no one goes to college not, you know, not potty trained. Yeah. So it's just like that patience, and every, you know, every kid's got their own path, their own journey, their own. There's, I know there's deadlines. They're not really deadlines, but you want to hit certain things, but you just got to keep 
keep going and change pee and pee on the floor and pee over here and pee over there and it's just pee everywhere, <laughs> man. It's just pee. I've cleaned up so much pee. It's just it's everywhere. So and then just and then you know learning like okay let's try the no pants thing right. I don't know if you've run this, but let's just go with no pants. Well, then I got to clean up pee because he just let it go underneath the kitchen table. Then he just then it's like all of a sudden he just squirted some turtlets out on the rug over here. Now the cats are batting them around. You're like, what is? So when I'm like, I'd just rather take a pull up off full of pee if you're not gonna tell me than having to clean because then I'm he's standing over there by the TV boxes and last thing I need is right before football season to pee all over the TV boxes. So yeah, he aired it out. He's aired it out. Yeah, aired it out. So, but yeah. Did you buy for all those days in college? Absolutely, like absolutely. It, well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling people basically, my firstborn is a reimagination of my father. Blue, blue eyes, pale skin, blonde hair, and then this second one is is basically me. Brown hair, yes. brown eyes. He looks just like you. And it's yep. all growing up yeah. when, when my mom would just me and my mom would butt heads as any teenager does with their mother. And she'd go, you're going to get, there's going to be payback for you. It's coming. Just wait till you have your own kids. And now I'm literally raising my father and raising myself again. And it's just, it's coming back in full swing as my mom just gets to enjoy being a grandma and laugh at all of our shenanigans. So, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. so you know, Tate, now, now don't get me wrong, Luke definitely looks like you, but Tate, oh, oh my God. You, yeah. you spit him out. You <laughs> <laughs> deny that one. Yeah. So, all right, let's see. Anything else? I think we've covered it all. I know we'll have to get you, since you're in High Point too, we could do like a little Pure Bar A class and then go over and hit a brewery and do a brewery review because you got, we've been wanting to hit High Point's breweries because y'all got like three or four now, so. Yes, and a new one just opened. I know, then you've got a two-year-old, we got a four and a two, so they'd be able to hang out Let's and chill. Do it at the, we could do a pop-up at the brewery. The look at, hey, look at this. See, this is just what, brainstorming, you know what I mean? We'll just get it going. All right, so Melody, beforehand, I sent you a bunch of pictures from our notebook. Jeeves, are you ready over there? I am. I right. can do it. I can do it this week. All I'm right, that's yes, right. It's the Warehouse <laughs> Distillery Wine Under the Bridge notebook. Hit it again, Jeeves. There we go. All right, nice little yeah, phone yeah. through the Zoom. <laughs> Melody's going to look through those, pick a question, and then as she's doing that, they will do some housekeeping. So first off, I will say in September... We're going to have, uh, I don't know if y'all heard of the Charlotte Independence, that soccer team that's below the new one. They reached out and, yeah, they, they're they're going to send their COOs going to be on the podcast. And they've given us some free tickets to go to the game. Now, I will say the tickets that they've given us to go to the game is the day of the Panthers-Cowboys game. But the game is until 7. I know. And I was trying to get tickets for another day, but they don't. So, I might, I might just have to give them away to anybody who will do some contests or whatever. I don't know how we're going to be able to get over there after a full day of watching the Panthers and Cowboys play and drinking. But, so, just be prepared for that. I promise to give them a shout-out. If you want tickets, go to their Charlotte Independence website, or you can try to win them from us. But on top of that, Fantasy Football Pick'em League, Yahoo, group ID is 1811, passwords, beards with a capital B. We've got 28 people so far. I don't think, Duvall, you're still waiting. To, you're going to join the last week, ain't you? Last but not least, yeah, but I'm you, still gonna join. You know, I'm you and Cheeks yeah. always last. All right, I get yes. it. Cheeks, hey, Cheeks will miss the first week. No, yeah, probably. He'll I won't miss the first. Yeah, week. yeah. I gotta get this win this year. Yes. So <laughs> we got 28. I, I call it the battle of attrition because as always, we've had 50 people do it, and then 
By week 17, it's down to 15. So we'll see how many people hang on. It is still drop your two lowest scores. Again, you just got to pick the winners. It's super easy. It's free. And then, you know, the winner will get some Wine of the Bridge stuff, Warehouse Distillery, all that good stuff. And then in the last one, Survivor is coming back in our fantasy game. September 22nd, send us your rosters. If you want in, you pick six people. And we just, I don't think anybody, oh, Jeeves, you've won one time, all right? No. I've came in top three once. Okay. You won the, the basketball. Yeah, I've won the basketball. Okay. So. That shit don't count. <laughs> <laughs> what that was when we were only doing like, that's when we were only doing. It was like six people later. Like, yeah, it was like, like six people later. It was like 15 people. That's when Jeeves won. It was only 15 people. It was, so. six, yeah. it was like six people later. Five of them last, they were rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count. Mel, did you find a question yet? I did. All right, fire away. If your life was a TV show, what would the title be and what would the theme song be? Hmm, that's pretty solid. Is there a name next to that one? Or is it just, not. All right, so Jerry Anna must have wrote that down here one time. Yeah, it looks like her okay. writing. Or what I guess would be her writing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. The name of the show. I mean, I'd, I'd probably go something along the lines with our last name. So, like, the Rollins, and it would just be, like, a mix of songs from, like, like a 90s hit th- song from, like, Rugrats and Hey Arnold mixed together kind of song, what I would do. With, with Boy Meets World, the later version. So, if something in your mind, you could just mash those together, that's what it would be. I would have to go with uh, Jacob says it all the time. The Jeebisms. <laughs> I'm, I'm always saying random, random, stupid shit. <laughs> um, I would have to say, I would have to say that would be the title. Um, as far as the theme song, it would just be that comedy. You know what's that? Was like. Wah, wah, wah. That would yeah. probably be Jesus. So, something like that would, would be the theme song or the theme beat or whatever. Uh, me, I guess I would probably, because I kind of just stay out the way and stay to myself, it would probably be called The Ball in the Box. <laughs> kind of like Jack the Box. Like, I would just kind of like, like, I'm just, I'm secluded. I kind of stay to myself. And it would just be the life of me and just like, box bubble is shit uh does the air condition work inside your box or is it still broke the ac is definitely <laughs> blowing heavy 70 degrees in the house oh. so nice and cool uh, <laughs> um, i think the song would probably be marsh madness just because that's just like the staple so that would be it okay. um, i was thinking Coney island for you since Coney you're island? by yourself the what uh, huh? I never seen Coney Island. I don't even know what. No, Coney I said Island Lonely Island. Lonely Island. Oh, geez. from uh, up, it's a cold world. Yeah. The one, the one that T Pain's on. I can't. Mem- I can't remember who sings. I'm on a boat, or I just had sex. Or Dick in a Bottle. Like, what are you talking? About? No, it's the same. I, 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 I thought that was on the boat. Is that called Lonely Islands, right? Yeah, that's the that's Jesus the band. All the way left. Like, yeah, that's, like, people are all the way left. Look, like, Melody, I, you just experienced your first Jeebism. There it is, right there. This is a Jeebism. Like. Yep. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they did. I'm on a boat. That was that uh, Andy. What's his name? Andy Samberg, and whoever else it was. They did like that group for uh, uh, Saturday Night Live. Okay. And they did that. I'm on oh, a boat. No. I just had sex. Dick in the box. He did with Justin Timberlake. So. Oh. Well, Duval, we'll play. We'll play those for you next time you come over. Okay. Just, just yeah, so you I, can be I, I need up. to know where Jeeves is coming from. I need this Jeeves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melody, what you got? Um. So this sounds so lame. Interior design because I live in High Point. It's the financial capital of the world, and y'all mm. people have never cared more about what other people think than anything else. Before. I mean, I know we all think it, but. <laughs> Ooh, it's all about the appearance here. So, but I freak people out a lot of times in my honesty and openness. So, I feel like it'd be interior design. Oh, the theme song. I'm just gonna use the one that you, know, you put at the top of your Facebook profile. That's begging for thread. I like that song. Oh, okay. Like the old MySpace, where you can yeah, you can put it now at the top of your Facebook. Oh, Facebook! I'm probably like the only person. I'm probably like the only person that utilizes that. I feel really stupid. I didn't know you could. I didn't know you could put a song at the top of your Facebook. Oh, Facebook is turning into MySpace tomorrow and see if you have a song. Oh wow! I have to check. I've never even seen that. I have to go to your profile. I've never seen that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All right. Learn something new every day. That's right? right. All right. So before we sign off, Melody, is there you got any final thoughts? Any final? You know, anything to get off your chest there before we sign off? I don't think so. I think the biggest thing is if I, like, had to leave with something, is, and I have to remind myself of it all the time, is don't obsess over your past. Um, the more we obsess over it, the more power we give to it. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot harder sometimes to forgive ourselves than to forgive others, but that's, like, where we have to start. So I also really w- wish we were all together. Yeah, I really enjoyed this, and it's been too long. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's been too long. I'm looking so, forward to that bar class at a brewery. That's right. I, uh, yes. It's funny. So <laughs> I'll tell this. It's kind of an embarrassing uh, story on our part. I uh, When I was messaging you to figure out the time, and then you hadn't responded in a while on Twitter or Instagram, so I went to Facebook to send you a Facebook message. And if you haven't Facebook messaged somebody in a long time, it does keep everything. Now, I used to be one of those weirdos that would keep all my text messages until I, and I would, I would like, you know, look all the way back from when I first started texting somebody and iPhone would transfer it. Well, then I accidentally hit the button one time to save space where it only deletes everything after further than a year or whatever. Like 90 days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Melody, I went to text you on Facebook Messenger and the last time was... It kind of shocked me and made me feel bad. It was I. It was 2009, and I think I had asked you for money to help pay for a pledge's dues, and <laughs> and I was apologizing again for saying I'm so. I guess I'm thinking I asked you probably at a party drunk. I don't even remember. That. I I didn't either. Trust me, I didn't want this memory to come back in my mind because it's very highly embarrassing. Because it I just probably would have done it. Because it because it popped up as like this long message. I'm like, what the hell did I send Melody? That's like this huge te- huge text message, and it was me uh, uh, apologizing. I have a feeling it was like I had asked you about it, and I guess you said maybe or no. And I want to say the guy you were dating at the time probably told me you probably need to apologize to her again because your response was like, yeah, you know we. 
me and this, I won't want to name the guy's name, but you know who it is. Me and this guy just got a doll together and we, you know, trying to save some money and try to put some stuff together. And then it just made me feel really regret of like, man, how stupid was it was to ask this question. But, you know, since you were so honest with everything else, it was like, I figured I'd tell that funny anecdote story on that one. That's funny. I don't, and I usually have a really good memory to stuff, but I don't remember that. To I'm the, surprised I said no, because usually I'm all over an opportunity to help somebody. Yeah, and but that was that was. The, I think that's why I asked you for help, and then I think you were on a. I need to be more responsible, kind of thing, and I mean it worked out. Well, I was being more controlled. More, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because of that control trade on somebody else. Yeah, so. Yeah, I just figured, why not? Since we're all being honest here, I'll get that off my chest. I just thought, it just shocked me because I was like, why was this such a long, what kind of long message did I have to send? And it was me. Then, because it's always, you know, everyone's had to ask for stuff before, but asking people for money is one of those, like, very kind of humbling things. And I think I'm sure I was asking for somebody else who wasn't even for me, you know, and then, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels good to get it off. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we, well, we always call people <laughs> out. If they, if they haven't used Twitter or something in a while, I'll look at their old tweets and pull up, like, when's the last time you've tweeted? And it'd be like 2011 or whatever. So when I saw that message from 2009, I was like, holy moly, it was like a blast from the past of a memory I didn't want. You know what I mean? And so, but yeah, that's it. Give yourself. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Duval, your birthday's coming up. Any. What do you anything big for turning thirty two in six days? Uh, n- nothing at all, man. Just uh, like I said, I've kind of just started my my half marathon prep. Um, I'll give you details on where you need to be at the end line. You can bring all the kids and just bring me a beer for at the finish line. That's all I'm asking. When is what's, what's the date of this? Uh the tenth of oh, December. December. Okay. December. Right, yeah, the second to- week of December. Yeah, that's okay. Saturday. But I'll, I'll remind you. I'll yeah, remind yeah. you of that. But um, I do have just a random, random question to kind of end things too. Okay. So, and I saw this going around Twitter and Instagram, and I just want to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> this one. I think no. I think no. Because technically, a sandwich is meat. In between, or something in between two pieces of bread, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I will say no because, but technically it is a sandwich, but a hot dog's a hot dog, right? Like. Thank you. Yeah. It's its own category. And see, you can't. Is it really in between two pieces of bread? Because I mean, a hot dog bun is not like a hoagie. It's not like two pieces of like white bread or wheat bread. If you get so the it's, it's, if you get the cheap Walmart buns. Sometimes it may end up being a sandwich because they don't hold together real well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, no, yeah, because a sandwich is more two separate pieces. I mean, but yeah, I'd go with So, that. is a hamburger a sandwich? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I say no again. Because like Jacob said, hot dog. I feel like hot dog and hamburger are in their own two categories. That's like, true. You, when true. you say a hot dog, you don't think of like a sandwich, like a turkey sandwich, or a hamburger. Right. Same thing with the hamburger. You don't think of that. You think of grilling a, a hamburger, hamburger. hot dog, and eating it like eating like that. You know. So I, I guess I, 
So you're in, in your definition of a sandwich, you're thinking of the bread will come from a loaf of individually right. sliced oh, yeah. pieces. Because like, even a hoagie, I mean, that's still like that bread is doesn't feel or taste anything like a hot dog. So like they're like, oh, it's technically like you can have a hoagie that has a similar cut, just like a hot dog bun, but it doesn't taste like you can't put a hot dog in a hoagie bun. It's not gonna taste the same as a hot dog, but this just gonna be a lot of bread for a hot dog. It's an ass load of bread. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, that, that 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 was all I had. I'm I'm of the mindset definitely a hot dog is just a hot dog. Like I just okay. can't. It can't be a sandwich. Okay. And then a burger is just a burger, and then a sandwich is just a sandwich. Sandwich, yeah. yeah. Like a hamburger is a hamburger. Like you can't. You don't yeah. call it a hamburger sandwich. I don't no, know. I use a lot of times, doesn't it say burgers and sandwiches? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, that's all I got, man. All right. Jeeves, you got anything? Final thoughts you need to get off your chest? I'm good. Jeeves, are you dating someone now? I am not. Oh. I thought you were. You got Taking a girl to two concerts, man, I figured that was official. We, oh, I was man. waiting, to, I was yeah, waiting to meet her. Waiting to let, put some. You said pimping ain't easy. It just yeah. gets better with practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it was the same girl. I just didn't blow your spot up, and it was two different girls or two different guys. No, it was. It was okay. the same girl. Okay, all right, all right. I didn't think you had the capacity to try to to navigate two different women, but yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, he don't have no Lou Williams in him. You know, no, Lou Williams had two girlfriends for a while. Jesus is a simple man. He can't be juggling too much now. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well that's good, Jeeves. Well, I just let me know when she wants to take some L's on the burrito cart, and uh, sure we'll get it going. Melody, I do appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you opening up. I know you said you were nervous beforehand, but I thought it was a pretty good open conversation. Yeah, yeah it's great. I'd love to do it again. It's fun. Maybe not talk about business, just laugh with y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we definitely always have to do one of those where we just you know ask random questions like Duval brought up, or go through the notebook and all that kind of stuff. And just ask, do you have a random question that's been on your mind that you just had, you want people to answer? Probably will think of one, right? What about the head or that one? I mean, it's serious, more serious, but should you live your life with your head or your heart? Or the two align, my Twitter question. Hmm. I mean, I feel like you live, oh man, it's both, there's so many scenarios. It work hand in hand. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Because if you go with one too far, one or the other, you're going to end up, as you said, Melody, where you're either if you go too far with your head, you're always making the business decision, right? And that could be great, but like you said, if it's always about the money or if it's always about what should be the right move, then all of a sudden you may have left your friends and family behind or your relationships behind. If you're always with the heart. And you're always with the family. Well, at some point, you got to make money, right? You got you got to put food on the table, so you have to think with that. So, I mean, I think if you if you go by your heart, I don't think you may not have as many regrets, maybe, because if you're going by your heart, you feel like you're doing the right thing. Whereas the head, I feel like you can look back on it and maybe say, well, maybe if I, you know. I didn't need to make that extra fifty thousand, yeah. or I didn't need to that extra that that raise of five bucks an hour at so and so. It was cool at the time, but in the end, I missed out on so and so's 
soccer games or whatever where I could have just been all right doing what I was doing, you know? That's a deep one. Yeah, and at the same at the same time, if you're going with your heart, sometimes going with your heart that could lead to some emotion, so that could cloud your judgment. That's true. So because that could leave you heartbroken, you know, and even hurt more so than if you said, "I'm gonna go with my mind here," and it's a little works out a little bit better for you. So they kind of work hand in hand. So I get it. Yeah. I agree. Some beautiful answers, perspective. Yeah. So, so what was yours? Uh, would Melody? trying to keep them balanced in, in line but I'm a all hard person but I'll tell you my counselor told me not long ago she said Melody your heart is bigger than the world and if you mm-hmm. use that in everything you're going to get crushed the yeah. world will crush you that is true so, when you use a you lot of, yeah when you use a lot of your heart too like you know you can get crushed but sometimes it's okay to get crushed to humble you back in and realize how to make that next decision. I think we've all been through relationships and you've got to have that heartbreak to appreciate the actual love for somebody, right? Like, you know, it's hard to, hard to appreciate that real true and feel that love from a parent's love or for how, you know, without having some of that heart, if it's all head all the time, then you might be missing out on some stuff too, but it really can be. It's a situational thing. And if you go heavy on one or the other, as we've been saying, I think it can hurt you. No matter what, but that balance is key. That's with about everything in life, right? You just need some balance. Yeah. Balance. Yeah, and that because it's an internal struggle, I think. And you know, a lot of times people's behavior that we would blame on ourselves—it's really their internal struggle. And you said something about doing the right thing. I think that's what it comes down to whether you use your head or heart. And I'm always saying, I didn't ever understand what that was. I want to do the right thing for this person or for Jacob or yeah. you know whoever. And Whenever I was brought out on, they that's one of the slogans or mottos in there, and they taught us it's the right thing for yourself. You do not have the right over anybody else to tell them what's right for them. And so, I think you know each scenario is different, but yeah. they do. I think having them hand in hand, like Paul said, and using those in line, probably would get you in a better place and live life with less regrets. Yeah, you watch Ted Ted Lasso. No, should I? You should well, Yes. If you're big on like positive and laughing, spend the five bucks yeah. a month. Get Apple TV. It's only five bucks. I have, I have to oh, Apple TV. I just if you, use it. Oh, well then watch Ted Lasso. Duval Jeeves, have y'all watched it yet? I watched no, it. but I do have I a month of Apple TV, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I haven't done this shit yet. Is, you it, need, is it real? It's the one show, you know, people always hype up different shows right on social media. And yeah. I was always like, there's no way this show lives up to this hype. There's no there's no way, right? And just a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, I was like, all right, they had a free one-week trial. And me and Jerry had burned through that thing. And, like, I think I watched season one, which is 10, set, 10 episodes, and they're 30 minutes apiece, so you can crack through them yeah. in, like, literally one day. And it's just very positive, very uplifting. And, it, and one of the quotes in there, Melody, is, like, it's never wrong to do the right thing. And he says that at one point. And that's just, and he actually goes through it, a kind of a dark comedy skit. He kind of goes through like a divorce as well. And he, he kind of uses that. And you see how the comedy plays out. And it's really weird because it's Jason Sudeikis, who also was going through the divorce with Olivia Munn. So you could see his through his acting how he was kind of reenacting some of the stuff you could probably tell he went through with that divorce. And he put it into this role. And it's, but it's just an overall good, wholesome comedy of because they take an american football coach and he's going to go coach soccer over in england 
So it's get on it. He takes a lot of negative and turns them into positive. Yes. So for you to turn a negative like a like a divorce into a positive. Yep. You know, whether it be for his family, for whatever, for his career, like it, he turned that negative energy or a negative that in, on, on the surface it looks like a negative, but he made it more so a positive, you and, know. And it's just like every time positive and every time you finish an episode, you just have a good feeling about it. And there's not a lot of TV out there that you just have like that good wholesome feeling of just like, right. this was a good show where there's, you know, and that's the where the show leaves you at and it. I'd go fire up an episode. If you're sitting there tonight, we get off this podcast. Fire up episode one, Melody. I think you'll enjoy it. And you'll I'm so since you don't have the kid, you ain't got to worry about tucking anybody in tonight. So yeah. I'd go do it. Duval, I'd fire one up too. It's it's good. It's good TV. So I mean, I I got I got it for free for a month, so I might as well. Yeah, definitely. So speaking okay. of shows, have you watched Brand New Cherry Flavor on Netflix? I have not. What is that? It's Fucked up shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Well, this one will just Ted Lasso will keep it get you away from that fucked up shit, and it'll just keep you. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Melody, again, appreciate you coming, Duvall and Jeeves, always. And Panthers final preseason game. Then we'll get into our Panthers coverage here coming up in a couple weeks, but. Nelly, again, thanks. Yeah. Jeeves, appreciate it. Duvall and Jeeves, man, All how right. do we uh, end the podcast? Peace. For you, I guess you moved on really easily.